Welcome to Tunnel Talk, a no facts, all feelings wrestling podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Anne. <laughs> I'm Leah. And I would say that was like your top five most normal ways you've ever introduced our podcast, I would say. I don't know what happened. It's we're recording on a Friday instead of a Thursday, so I, anything could happen. Anything could happen. I, I guess I kind of thought I'd get a drink, but I forgot to before we started. So this is just going to be pure personality. <laughs> I think everyone's probably looking forward to that. Do you like the part of the podcast where you like do the intro and then we razz you about it for a little while? Yeah, I think it's fun. Well, if I did it more normal, I wouldn't get razzed. There's That's a true. lesson there for me. That's it's something to think about, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do today, we are all a little sleepy tired of some of these storylines. <laughs> Would you agree or disagree? I would say our notes were pretty low energy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the, the, yeah, the most scintillating part of the pay-per-view cycle, I would say. No. And it kind of should be. Like, you would have liked to see some things happen this week that made you think, oh, that's a new facet of the match (laughs) that we're going to see. Should Tony Khan be looking at, like, like one of those story charts where you're, like, rising Mm. action. And it should be rising at this point, not kind of... Really not. <laughs> yeah, well, he doesn't have time to look at story charts right now. But anyway, no. we're not being, we, we're not having a bad attitude. We're having our fun, but we are just going to cruise through. So we've got sections for each of the pay-per-view matches. Uh, we're going to kind of cruise through the updates from this week, briefly recap what we expect and hope for from the matches, and then we're going to play a fun game at the end of the episode. That's our treat for us. So it's like, if we go through something really fast, that's because we're just trying to get to the end, baby. So we can play our game. <laughs> so we can play our fun game. <laughs> we need this. <laughs> Tony, we've had it up to here. We revol- We must have the revolution <laughs> so that we can get to the next cycle. We just want to get to the next cycle. Must <laughs> the revolution must be televised. The revolution must be televised. I can't believe that we're going to straight up pay for this pay-per-view. I but. know. It's fine. I, I like how you, you said that as if we do, I haven't paid for every single pay per view. <laughs> I know, but, but yet but again, this, here we but go. When I look at the card for this one, I don't want to pay for it, but we will. And it'll be worth it when Mox and Hangman kissy on the mouth. But. Well, I don't know about you, but I looked at it and said, How can I support Tony uh, financially? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Repent, sinner. Let's, let's start by talking about the people we actually want to support financially. House of Black. <laughs> wow. That joke's going to hit hard for the people who are also looking at your <laughs> schedule. <laughs> We're talking about the elite and House of Black, obviously. So this week, the Young Bucks fought Ozzy Open on Rampage with Kenny Ringside. I actually still, I didn't get around to watching Rampage. So you guys tell me if something happened that I missed here. But Big I understand fan. that after the win, we got lights out where the House of Black showed up in the ring. And then the lights went out again and they left the ring. Yep. It's <laughs> kind of a in and out situation. <laughs> Uh, And then, so then later the episode commentary announced that uh, the teams will fight at Revolution. So no, no promo work about it. And then this week on Dynamite, the Elite came out for their entrance, which I think I was startled by because I was like, I don't think they're Mm -hmm. fighting this week. But this is so exciting. It was really Mm -hmm. fun. Got real jazz. (laughs) They posed. They posed. (laughs) 
And then the lights went out. And then the lights came on and House of Black were standing there. And then the lights went off again. And then we heard the scuffling of men fighting in the dark, straight up in the dark. The lights come back on. And the elite are laid out on the floor and the House of Black are standing behind them. They have the titles. Do you guys think that House of Black might be holograms <laughs> and they physically cannot touch anyone? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Sarah, Sarah made the uh, thesis that the elite are allowed to wrestle, but they're not allowed to speak. The House of Black are not allowed to wrestle, but they are allowed to speak. <laughs> She's right. Why is this happening? It's so wild, especially as the build to a pay-per-view match. It's just like, like, yeah, we just watch the lights go on and off. It's like your elementary school teacher like trying to get you to quiet down. <laughs> I kind of keep thinking, like, it's like just so crazy that I cannot put together an idea in my mind of what I think is happening with this combination of men that is causing them to structure the pay-per-view build this way. Because what Sarah says is right. It is like Tony has six men, all of whom he half trusts. (laughs) And he thought, I'll give them a match at the pay-per-view. It's like, we can't do this, Daniel. We cannot do this. This isn't good TV. It's crazy. I don't even know. And it, yeah, it's like, there's nothing to be said. You're just like, what is going on? Don't know. Makes me feel kind of anxious. I know. And there's like, I mean, the, the thing is that the elite are such hams and they could be like, they would be doing the acting of their life. Like, why isn't anyone getting misted? Why isn't like, why aren't they like yeah, getting anyone, to be scared by they, some of this stuff? They can't miss because they're holograms. So they can't physically <laughs> interact with the bodies at the shows. I think even, you might be onto something. Like if Malachi's visa never got fixed <laughs> and he's like, he's in. Body double <laughs> under that mask. He's yeah. in Ab- Amsterdam doing like motion <laughs> capture. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> not nothing. My other thought was that it was like what I understand happens with the, the Bray Wyatt stuff on WWE where they have men pretending to be House of Black, but they are not actually and they can't wrestle. I don't know. It's not impossible. The acting they were doing, it was like House of Black, like they appeared, they looked kind of, like the elite looked kind of scared. Then like the lights went out and they were gone again. And then the elite just kind of looked like annoyed. Like, why are you doing this? Which is like a funny way to look and it worked, but it's just like, yeah, this is an investing meme. Why would the lights go out and the men wrestlers at the wrestling show wrestle Mm -hmm. in the dark now i agree that that wrestle in the dark is not nothing we should tuck that away for a different segment at a different time title (laughs) wrestle in the dark i know and like the the crowd was like psyched when the elite were coming out and then they were like pretty mad when it was like oh we didn't even see the like beatdown scuffle. Apparently Meltzer was pissed about that. He was like, when people buy tickets, they expect to see the stars. They didn't yeah. see... They, if you show them the elite, they should get to see the elite do something. And I was mm-hmm. like, you're not wrong, Mr. Meltzer, as I've you always know. said. <laughs> yeah, you, you know we toady for Meltzer. Uh, I agree, but I'm also just like... like If you don't see them do something because there's nothing for them to do, fine. But 
there was something for them to do. <laughs> and the most normal thing in the world in wrestling is for men to fight each other when they're not supposed to on the ramp and <laughs> knock each other out and beat each other up. What are what is driving? <laughs> what is happening? Especially because like from screen caps I saw later, Kenny was wearing a pair of tight red pants and I would like to have oh. seen those. I would have liked to have closer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we've seen him in pants in a long time. Jesus. <laughs> Deprived of everything. It's outrageous. Can you can you guys remember while I was as thinking about this, who did we end up being supposed to think deleted the elite when they were doing that angle? Was it Alex? No. It was no? Matt Hardy. <laughs> no, it was so was stupid. I don't know. No, I don't even I think- remember it being settled. Like I thought I feel like we- they just dropped it. But I what am I remembering? I guess none of us looked into it, which we could oh, have done. No, it, <laughs> no, none of us looked into it. I was prep work it was for Matt the Hardy. It was Matt Hardy with the pumpkin. That's what I'm remembering. Like, oh, I remember yeah. there was right, a reveal. Right. No, I have no mm. idea who deleted the elite. Yeah. It was kind of cool when they were doing that, and then it just didn't yeah, it was go great. anywhere. So, you know, like so but, much lately. <laughs> but now they've been deleted, effectively. But Their House of Black have, have also been deleted, I don't know Just why this differently. I don't know why this match is happening. I don't know what to expect. I'm going to be nervous. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I am nervous, but not really like about anything in particular. <laughs> maybe maybe the House of Black will possess the Young Bucks and then mm. or, or the elite so that finally the bodies can have voices. Maybe oh, maybe they'll do like three a full become, body six swap. become 3. <laughs> yeah. 6 become 3. Yeah. And then they wow. then they get voices and bodies. So you're kind yeah. of Picturing like two of them sharing one body yeah. at a time. Like yeah. a Kenny sharing. doing a Malachi like a Black co-op, promo. Yeah. That's not nothing. And then Brandon and Julia Hart could share a body. <laughs> oh, that'd be so nice. That's so fun. Wow. Well, we solved that's probably what's going to happen if I yeah. had to guess. <laughs> Who do you guys think is going to win? I'm going to go with know. the elite. Just because, like, yeah. I think the I think the tag team that or the you know the the team that holds the belts up triumphantly before the pay per view usually <laughs> doesn't get to keep them. So yeah, <laughs> I would like it if it launched an actual feud where we saw them do normal feud things for a period <laughs> of one to two months. I think that would be cool. Yeah, um, like like leading up to a pay per view, maybe. That's an interesting idea. So you yeah. think that? So you think it kind kind of build over the mm. course of a number of shows towards the pay per view with you like kind of learning new things and getting new facets of the feud every week. I'm just spitballing. You know, I don't know anything about wrestling, but it's just an idea they could try out. It's not nothing, Anne. I like it. We should get Tony on the phone about that one. Uh, I yeah, I think I want it to be the elite and. I, Oh, there have been a lot of people online who keep posting things like the House of Black can't afford to lose this match. And it's like, they can't be permitted to win it. You can't just disappear <laughs> and show up and do lights out, on off, lights out, on off, Tony pay the electric bill, and then you just get belts? Eat shit. Aren't, we in, the, aren't we in the process of still punishing them for their WWE shenanigans? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, of course they should lose. Okay, so I hope they lose. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on to the uh, the tag team four way. This is complicated. So, best friends had a promo on Rampage in which uh, they were doing a little promo, and then Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, and the Guns interrupted, beat them up. 
in order to like eliminate them from the tag team battle royale that we had on Dynamite. Uh, and there was another little like, I guess like after clip where OC came on this. This didn't you guys think this was a little? Cr- I mean, I love watching my beautiful sons. Did you not think the vibes of this promo were kind of weird? I would say every yeah. single thing that happened with the, all of best friends <laughs> all of on this, Wednesday yeah. was weird. Yeah, but even just like this, the way that like OC showed up. And it's like, just that Bryce Ramsberg was there. Dustin has his little chicken leg out. And he, someone says, it was like, oh, Dan Housen goes, I think that it was Jared and Lethal. And Dustin just goes, no. <laughs> he was in pain. The doctor was working on his knee. Yeah, working on his little chicken knee. <laughs> Oh, they were so little. <laughs> They're so small. <laughs> They're so small. The little stick legs coming out of his big, beautiful body. <laughs> his slit legs are so small. You know, my boyfriend in college introduced me to the concept of men being insecure about how big their calves are, which had never, like, I didn't know that that existed. But he introduced, he had very large calves, so I don't know why he was worried about it, but... I feel like there was an episode of, like, an MTV True Life, like, about calf implants that really spread awareness of this issue. I was literally going to bring that up, that I... And I can can still picture the kid. Yeah, Yeah, I can still picture the kid. I didn't have cable. That's why I didn't know. Uh, that was I, I would say like most of the lessons that I know about life came from <laughs> true life. <laughs> Let's unpack that in the like. <laughs> but we'll, okay, well, we'll make anyway. that a segment on another show. Mm. Dustin, I don't think you should be insecure to be to be clear. I don't love get your beautiful plants. Your beautiful, <laughs> please don't. I love your beautiful little chicken legs. But and then, anyway, and then OC just like seriously asking Bryce like, "Who did this?" And Bryce is like, "Well, I gotta tell." I was just like, "I don't know why any of this is happening." And then on Dynamite, we had another promo where so OC fought Big Bill as the that was the opening match. That was fun. He got ragdolled. Any any Super thoughts fun. on that? Let's get him out there now. I had a great time. It was just one of those things where it's like, I'm not a connoisseur of physical comedy, but when I see OC like <laughs> doing his little like romping around the ring and making a so big funny. man chase him, it's so funny. It's just like, yeah, yeah. you are good at this nonsense. Like, yeah. it's delightful. And the little uh, sunglasses thing with Stokely was so funny. Mm, yeah. yeah. Stokely just- was fantastic. Yeah. Just good times. Like... Yeah, and strategy. You know, he's running around to tire the big man out so that he can't ragdoll him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just uh, the Jack plot the of giant. the duel in Prince Caspian, I think, which is a very normal thing to think about. It is a normal thing to think about. I just don't remember it, but I'll be looking it up later. Uh, yeah, and then um, he got ragdolled a lot and he did a big orange punch from the top rope. Amazing, great stuff. So then we get this promo backstage with best friends O.C. and Danhausen, where... <sighs> Best friends say that they have not been medically cleared to compete. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, so who is going to be in the tag team battle royale? And O.C. and Danhausen end up agreeing to be in the, the battle royale instead. I think, was it Danhausen's idea? I think, I think so. so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because O.C. was, like, kind of hurt from his big yes, bill hurt. match. And that's, yeah. that's something that I would like to talk about. So... <laughs> Greg and Dustin, yeah, not medically cleared. No, they've had a up, week to heal from week a to heal. pretty <laughs> chill <laughs> little interaction, to be honest. They're standing up on their own two feet behind uh, Danhausen and OC. OC is visibly in pain. He's taped up, 
And I believe there was a doctor around him, but that guy gets to wrestle. Yeah. I agree. Make it make sense because it doesn't. (laughs) To me, it does not. I agree. I'd like to poke some holes in this. Tony, Mm. I don't think it adds up. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, they allowed it to happen. So the battle royale was the second to last segment of the night. So we only had talking after it. So this is the last match. Nobody liked it. I would say on the internet, <laughs> the, the consensus has mostly been this was not a good battle royale. Yeah, people and ultimately at the end of the battle royale. O.C. and Danhausen won it, the Battle Royale. <laughs> and so they will be in the four-way tag team match on the Revolution pay-per-view on Sunday that will be O.C. and Danhausen, the Guns, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, and the Acclaimed. <laughs> this Let is, me kick it to you guys. <laughs> this was so crazy. It was just like, what are we doing? And it's like, I love OC and Danhausen, but it's just like, well, they're not really an established tag team. Um, and like those four teams together, it's just like, I have no idea what we're trying to do. And honestly, even if it was best friends and those other three teams, it would be like, what? What? Yeah, I, I guess. Okay. It's also just a thing where it's like, there's too much going on. Like, I can't focus on anything. I keep yeah. thinking, I keep thinking about an interview that Colt Cabana gave like a while ago. I know you guys have seen it too, where he's talking about how like people love to book him and another comedy wrestler, like him and Orange Cassidy Mm. or him and someone else. And they're all, and he's always like, the thing is that you can't like one person in a match has to be the straight guy. Like it has to be the guy who, who gets the comedy done to him. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, there are four very different comedy acts. In this <laughs> yeah. and that, to me, that's too many. I know. Well, it's crazy, like, looking at this lineup because I'm like, I really love, like, three out of the four teams, so I should be psyched, but I'm like, this doesn't go together. No, it's they like, don't. No, it's put, a little like, bit of a, like, a, a fringe festival vibe. <laughs> yeah, right? It's, like, <laughs> it's crazy. I, I was, so I was thinking about it today. And uh, the only thing that I thought to myself that I was like, this might explain some of it, is that I remembered, because there are only eight matches for the pay-per-view, that Tony, because of the one-hour match that we're all looking forward to, (laughs) had to book fewer matches, but probably did want to make sure that he got certain people in the pay-per-view so that people buy the pay-per-view, which we, again, (laughs) as we've mentioned, some of us are not, we are going to, but we don't want to as much as we usually would. So I was like, I guess that could be like why you're, you know, cramming OC and Danhausen in there is like, you don't have time to do a singles match for OC. So, but you want to get him in somewhere. Uh, But let me just say, uh, it's a no for me on all on all of this. It's a no for me because I want to see my beautiful best friends wrestle. It's a no for me because it doesn't make sense. It's a no for me because we're going to the Fringe Festival. <laughs> I don't think it's good. It's, I'll tell you for free that please. if he was suppo- if it was supposed to be uh, Dustin and Greg winning it, and they got pulled so that Orange Cassidy could be on the pay per view, I don't. I won't like how that feels to me. No, I don't like that. I did actually wonder if like either Dustin or Greg was like for real hurt and that's why they're pulling them. Cause I feel like, like unless like you do want OC in the pay-per-view, which is plausible, like otherwise best friends and OC and Dan has are do can do the same thing. Like there's no, you're not changing things up by like subbing one in, you know, basically. So like, 
which like I don't want them to be hurt, but that would make me feel better about the whole thing because it felt so crazy to pull best friends like an actual tag team for OC and Danhausen at the last minute. It's just like why? And the thing is that like if they are shoot hurt, we possibly will never freaking know because they never tell us. We'll never know. Infuriating. Yeah, we'll never know. They have the best opsec in the biz. They do. (laughs) Yeah, they really. You'll never (laughs) see them getting engaged to a woman on the air. I'll tell you that much. Oh, it's one of the best jokes of the night, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, you guys have any other thoughts about the Battle Royale? Oh, I guess just who do you think will win PP, PPV match? I honest, I honest God don't know. I, I, my thing was that I thought FTR was coming, and mm-hmm. I still sort of think that they're going to pop at the end of the yeah. pay-per-view, but as who's going to actually win this match... I guess I think the guns are going to retain so you that think the they will. I, but I don't know. Like if <laughs> when I, I look at these four teams, my whole brain shuts down. It's like one of them's going to win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like if the acclaimed get it back, it's like, then what were we doing here to begin with? Why did they lose it in the first place? I don't know. I completely forgot until just this moment too, that tweet from Kip Sabian, the only person who remembers that best friends were doing attention Mm -hmm. storyline. So he (laughs) tweeted to be like, oh, this might be basically being like, oh, it might kind of get under your friend's skin a little bit that they got taken out of this match and now you get to be in there because you're kind of the big shot. I was like, Kip, don't tease me because I'm not convinced that anybody else remembers that. Remember also briefly when Dan Danhausen was going evil, but now he's not yeah. doing that anymore. What's happening? <laughs> what the hell is that? I know. It's crazy. It's just Yeah, like, and it was just like a BTE segment where like Greg was like, you, are you done? And, and Danhausen was like, yeah, I'm done. And that was it. <laughs> I fucking what had it. Happen? I've had it up to here. I can't keep doing this. I feel like so much of this episode of Dynamite, I was just staring at like, I don't understand what's happening. And wrestling is a straightforward medium. Like you really shouldn't feel wildly confused about I things. Stepped, I stayed up to like 2.30 a.m. for absolutely no reason on Tuesday night. And then I had to get to work early on Wednesday morning. And so I was on no sleep. And vi- like multiple times during the show, I said to Sarah, I was like, I, is he, like he's, He's talking to me, but I can't understand <laughs> what, he, what he's saying. And Sarah could be like, I, you, I need you. When you go home, you have to take your melatonin. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it was just me. I don't no, think it was all of us. my fault. No, because like, I felt that way too. Yeah. And I did. I was high, but I, I felt that way. And I think it was valid. Okay. I think it was valid. Yeah. We were all like, uh, like compromised. Sure. But the show was hard to understand. I think we can all agree. Tony compromised us. <laughs> he compromised us. Okay. We're ruined women. Okay. Let's talk about uh, jazz. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> Not for that long. Let's just let's we're cruising now, okay? So Sammy Guevara fought Action Andretti on Rampage and won. Uh, Daniel Garcia is tired of the disrespect shown towards Sammy Guevara. Okay, uh, fine. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> I just written, we need to talk about this. <laughs> then on Dynamite, Chris Jericho fought Pretty Peter Avalon and won, and afterwards he beat him up. Ricky Starks ran out for the save, but it turned out Joss was there to beat him up, and so they all beat him up. And I mistook, um, I'm so sorry, Jake Hager, I mistook him for Big Bill. I thought, why is Big Bill here? <laughs> <laughs> <It> was- <laughs> 
<laughs> it was Jake, the OG big man. Oh, I guess all big men look alike to you, huh? They do, pretty much. What? Because I'm short, so I can only see up to anyway. All nipples look alike, yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you think that Daniel Garcia wants us to understand about his relationship with Sammy Guevara right no now? No idea. Literally no idea. Are they like siblings in a get along shirt or is that his best friend? Because I can't tell right now. You know, I think he's being so over the top at some moments that I'm like, he's got to turn on him at a certain point. But then in other moments, he's just been kind of normal. So I don't know. And I feel frustrated because I love Danny Garcia. And now I feel like he's not really doing anything. And I don't really understand Kind of why I thought maybe some other stuff would happen after he went back to jazz, but it's kind of nothing. And then and then people are online every time Sammy Guevara has a match where they go, and now you people will have to admit Sammy Guevara is good. No, I literally never do. Yes, I know he can wrestle. I don't want to see him. I don't want to watch him. I don't have to admit anything. Get him a personality transplant and I'll watch him wrestle all he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Let him have a little charisma. Yeah. Yeah. It's a treat. With this, like, so many, like, the best friend storylines also where it's just, like, do they want me to pay attention to the details of what they're doing or no? Because right now it feels like no. Like, they're dropping everything. Like, should I just be a goldfish who's, like, well, at this moment he's expressing this feeling and that's what's happening, I guess. (laughs) Well, I would love to be able to do that even, but I can't. No. I I can't do that. I can't do anything. (laughs) So nothing works. Okay. Well... Oh, well, that point's not for the podcast. Um, <laughs> One thing I'll say about Pretty Peter Avalon being yeah. involved, the old, when Ricky Starks came out to save him, I did just have like this <laughs> incredible desire for the wingmen to just to get involved in this. <laughs> so it's, just, it's just Ricky Starks and the wingmen versus JAS. Don't you think they weirdly would be like good goons for Ricky Starks? Yes. Literally, I do. Actually, I think yes. it would be a perfect fit. Yeah. <laughs> Really, remember get the wingmen out here. They were charming when they like, so do charming. stuff. They were doing their outfits. Remember, yeah. they were helping yes. what's his Fine, face JD find Vance. a mesh shirt yeah. or something. Caesar mm-hmm. Benoni is so big, so yeah. big. We yeah. haven't seen him in years. I Maybe he's on dark. Caesar Benoni fight Jake Hager. Come on, mm. yeah, and fight over the hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say really quick, Ricky versus Jericho. Who's winning? <laughs> Ricky. Who cares? <laughs> he already won one. So he just, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, Ricky, great. Bye. Don't care. Okay. A bunch of men fought in the face of the Revolution ladder match, which is usually at the pay-per-view. Now, this time on Dynamite, presumably because of the Iron Man challenge. I don't know why any of these men were in this match. It was a real grab bag of men, Yeah. Every time I saw another one of them, I thought, oh, you're here? Okay. <laughs> and good for you. <laughs> I actually liked everybody that was in it. Yeah. I just couldn't follow it very well. <laughs> it was weirdly hard to process it. It felt like looking at the four-way tag list of people and being like, I think my brain can't process this at all. I don't know. You know. These pieces don't go together. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so there were two, I would say there are two big relevant storylines that were happening in this match. So we'll go one by one. So first, 
Will Hobbs won. He he got the big donut off the. He climbed the ladder that was broken that the refs were holding that everyone was mad about, and got the big donut. And that means that he gets a shot at the TNT belt next week. But Wardlow and Samoa Joe are scheduled to fight for the TNT belt at Revolution. So the question is whether Hobbs will end up fighting Samoa Joe or whether he'll end up fighting Wardlow. So after he won, Wardlow came out. He was really mad. (laughs) I don't know why. He always is. Uh, And Samoa Joe was on commentary for the match. So he was there. So they were kind of fighting and Hobbs was kind of watching. And um, Wardlow beat up some more security guards. It's the only thing he ever does. And that is kind of what happened there. And uh, what did you guys think about that? I like that new guy, Commander. Yeah, he was cool. Oh, yeah. So he, but he's unsigned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard that WWE got interested in him the second, <laughs> the second funny. he was supposed to be on AEW. They were like, yeah. oh, wait. <laughs> Actually... He did. He, a, he did that. a very cool spot, though. Like he ran yeah. across the ropes and then like flipped on someone. That was cool. he. He had that, re- cool. that really dainty little cat energy <laughs> where he's running around. I liked him. Yeah, he can go here if he wants. If we have to do a freaking four way, it should be him, uh, Phoenix, Nick Jackson, and uh, Dante Martin. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. No one would I mean, ever come would down. Dance their way into the <laughs> air and just rise and disappear into the sky. It'd just be kind of like a Cirque du Soleil, like um, scarf <laughs> ring situation in the air, trapeze. My God, I would love to watch that. <laughs> I know. I feel like men somewhere would be saying exactly what we're saying, but derisively, and we're just yeah. standing with like hearts in our eyes. Like, I would like that so much. Like they have their ribbons. And <laughs> Please, and I want to see Matt Jackson just. In the front, he's not in the match. He's just in the front row, just clapping for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> this is <that's> so good. <laughs> just Matt, Matt, Penta, and Darius just in the front row. <laughs> brothers supporting <Just> brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful! <laughs> we gotta get through this. <laughs> We're not speeding through these segments. <laughs> we gotta. Okay, uh, you want to say anything else about this? No. Okay, so then the other thing, Eddie got booked for this match without his knowledge, so he showed up for just long enough to beat up Ortiz, who was also in the match, and then they both disappeared, which I loved <laughs> loved for him. Without his knowledge is in quotation marks. I think I made that clear. And um, afterwards, on the internet, we got a promo in which Eddie said that he's quitting AEW, <laughs> ROH Honor Club started this week. We know that Eddie was over there, and now he's tweeted about that too, over there renewing his potentially erotic enmity (laughs) with Claudio, unsure about that. Claudio has the ROH belt, so Eddie is probably in in contention for that belt. Thoughts on this? If they make Eddie ROH only, I am going to throw a fit. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, from a business perspective, that's really smart. Like yeah. Eddie is Eddie is one of the few people that I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll fucking end up clicking on those links and somebody's got to talk me into downloading it <laughs> le- legally. Shut up. And <laughs> FBI DNI. <laughs> DNI for but, real. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, don't. 
But like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like it's smart. Of course it's smart. Do I, am I happy? No. No, none of us are happy about it. Especially when I'm sitting here having to watch like Samojo v. Wardlow versus Will Hobbs. Like, this is what you're giving me here and you're taking Eddie away? (laughs) I I know. And not to be mean, you know, Will Hobbs was really sweet and I showed you, I don't know if you guys watched this video that I showed you of him having to try and get down off this ladder at the end. And Mm -hmm. when he finally, when he manages to get down, because he was up on the very top, like it was messed up. And the crowd is really excited that he didn't fall off and he waits at all of them. And I thought, well, Hobbs, I do love you. It's not your fault that you've been doing this book of Hobbs and <laughs> that I probably CM Punk told you to do. And it's like, I don't know about all that, but I'm, so I'm sorry to be mean to you. Wardlow, I'm not sorry to be mean to you. You've had a million chances. I've had it up to here. You need to go to your room for a million years. Smojo was good on commentary. I don't know, but I think Eddie will be back. Is this good? <laughs> Come on <and> speed. <laughs> kind of getting more and more worked up. But I think Eddie will be back. <laughs> I'll be back, but I don't like it. And I'm not saying it like, I don't even give a shit. I mean, I kind of do, but I think it's a little overblown, the reactions people are having to like, they can't keep doing these, I don't like AEW storylines. It's like, yeah, they can't, but I don't have time to get into that right now. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. I didn't have a point. Kick it to you guys. <laughs> energy on this episode is going to be like absolutely unmatched. They're going to be like the Friday Night Girls, wow. Can we do like a one hour long of the, um, not the not the circus theme, the other one in the Hall of the Mountain King in the background? Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Any other thoughts? Mm. Samoa Joe versus Wardlow, who's winning? Oh god. Yeah. I can't, like, not <laughs> us, I'll tell me. you that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't just honestly, have big men. I think Leah said those in her notes, maybe. Did you say all these big men with no personalities fighting each other? Like, we can't have it over and over? Like, no, we can't. Yeah. Can't have it. I don't want I guess anything. I hope Samoa Joe wins, because I hope Wardlow never wins anything until he <laughs> learns a little something about being a nice person. <laughs> Suck it. Okay, let's talk about Hangman Mox. So no wrestling from these men, only promos. Mox apparently left last week's uh, blood skirmish with Evil Uno and, and the whole Dark Order gang. He barged into a concrete stairwell and cut a promo in which he roared about how much he loves violence. He loves going into alleyways with men. He loves coming out of the alleyways, <laughs> leaving the men in there. Uh, he was dripping blood. He, he like, he, I think he gave himself a nosebleed, like an extra nosebleed. So it's just splattering everywhere. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was unbelievable. It was. It was really something to see. I He was one of the few men that I couldn't understand what he was saying, but it wasn't his fault. I was just transfixed by the blood. And I kept forgetting to listen because I was like, it's the, it's, it's coming down <laughs> unsafe amounts. Like, I really, I really think it was stop this promo. Out of control. It was also very funny that they did this in a concrete stairwell because like I wouldn't have like a conversation really in a concrete stairwell on purpose because the sound is so bad. So if I'm filming something for TV, I wouldn't say it's like the ideal acoustic environment. But it's a great Mox place to sing cool. though. Yeah, I mean, he should have sung a song. If Jericho and MJF want to go in there and do some singing on board, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll pass that one over to Tony, too. So we got that. Great. And then Hangman also had a promo in which he was in a 
parking garage. I don't know if these men have been banned from the building. Like they're just not allowed to be in normal spaces. But Hangman was in like a parking garage and his take was kind of like the, you know, the counterpoint of Mox's where he's like, I don't love doing violence. Like I don't want to have to do violence, but you're making me do this and I'll do it to prove myself. And uh, he did have a great line where he said, I don't remember the whole progression to get to this line about the heart. Do you guys remember it? Um, It was some stuff about like, you can't take my memory because it's gone. You can't take the tips of my fingers. Yeah, because I don't, the the feeling in the tips of my fingers because it's gone and you can't take my heart because you couldn't carry it. And that did really fucking pop me. Like I was just like, that is... Hangman always gets those lines where I'm just like, if I'm grading your paper back when I was a TA, you're getting an A plus, buddy, and you're the only person in the class who did. You did something creative. You're my beautiful boy. Mm -hmm. He kind of had like a sing-songy beat poetry energy to him that was very Mox-esque in this one, I thought, which was sort of interesting because he was saying that he and Mox are different. Like, I think they've been doing some interesting things, the two of them, between like how they're similar and like see themselves in each other. But then this like, no, we're different. Like we feel differently about violence. Like they're, they're giving me some stuff. Unlike everyone else in this company. You guys read the sicko take I posted. Yeah. Did, absolutely and I disgusting. Like it. Absolutely sicko shit. Some of these people look, some people have said they're just like, one of the guys is really good at doing violence. And the other one says he doesn't even like violence. And you want me to root for him? Yeah. Violence is fucking bad, idiots. I know we're watching wrestling. Like, it's like, do you not even know what a good guy is? Yeah. Have you heard of a baby face? Come on. Had it up to here. People are so goddamn stupid. Okay. Who's going to win the match? Uh, Hangman. Hangman. I hope so. Yeah, probably. I hope so. I don't know. Got any specific hopes? And This is their Texas death match. <laughs> I love that they just keep saying, like, because it's Cowboy. Texas death. <laughs> Texas death. <laughs> Texas death in San Francisco. I hope they kiss each other right on the mouth. Yeah. That's my biggest hope. I think they should start with the kissing, mm-hmm. and then let's see where we go. Yeah, just to see how I feel. <laughs> Someone tweeted us, and was like, since you said it, I can't, I can't get the idea of a San Francisco death match out of my mind. <laughs> so funny (laughs) oh my god we're not doing well tonight (laughs) no no okay well I hope that I hope Hagman wins but mostly I'm hoping for Kissy and I just want to reiterate for Tony this is why I'm buying the pay-per-view. This is this the is only it. thing. The this only is it, one. Buddy. I would really honestly otherwise be tempted to be like, I'll read the recap and pretend I watched. <laughs> and I'm, I want to say my heart is open to enjoying all the other stuff on the card. I hope I have a blast. This is it. This is the only thing selling it to me, Tony. So I hope that you know that. I doubt that you do. Okay, let's talk about the women. So Tony Storm fought Willow... Nightingale on Rampage and one, you know the deal. They got out their kit. Soraya's there. They get out the spray paint. Loser. Ruby Soho came out and saved Willow from getting losered, I guess. And then Britt and Jamie came out to fight too, also. So then on Dynamite, Riho fought Tony Storm and won. So that was exciting. Mm-hmm. With Britt and Jamie having come out to be ringside to ward off interference from Soraya. And then afterwards, Britt and Tony 
fought on the outside and Jamie and Soraya fought on inside the ring and then Ruby came out and she punched everybody. And that's what happened with the women this week, pretty much. Loser <laughs> fighting. Loser <laughs> fighting. So yeah. what do you guys what do you guys think about that, huh? It's annoying that I was so into this like feud like mm-hmm. into this whole idea because I kept thinking of cool things that they're doing they could be doing and they're not doing them and instead they're just doing the same thing every week it's gotten and so repetitive it's yeah so repetitive and like the thing is that like it could be so good is the I thing know. it could like, be great you had Riho Riho is the definition of an original like yeah why, why didn't they have Riho interacting with Brit and Jamie at all like they could have done so many cool things and like just I made know. it a little interesting. Seriously, like remember when like Sheeta was making all those faces of like, oh my god, you got like why can't we have more of those kind of interactions and less of the spray paint and the beatdowns and the same beatdowns? I beat downs can't be seeing this spray paint anymore. <laughs> I read something so funny, and I don't know whether it's true. So this is not me saying it's true, but I was somebody was like, where did she, where is Sheeta? And someone's like, she hurt her fingers, so she had to go back to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not that easy, but I just imagined her being like, "Mm, I hurt my my finger. I'm not doing this anymore. This can't be treated in the U.S. Your medical system is terrible. (laughs) I have to pay money. Money. No. Money. Bye bye. No. Lordy, lordy. Uh, What can you? What can? What else can you say about this? Look, I think the idea was fine. The idea for this feud is fine. As you've said, there are a million things you could do that would be interesting, but a lot of the feuds in this cycle have suffered from the same problem, which is that people come out in various configurations and have the exact same interactions every week. Mm-hmm. No, we cannot. Tony, you do need to look, as Anne pointed out, you need to look at how to build mm-hmm. tension in a storyline you have to add elements over time. Things mm-hmm. change. People learn new information that makes them act differently. It's not rocket science. It's not that hard to do. I mean, I'm sure it's harder than I think it is to book a wrestling show. I get that. But like, these are just some basic aspects of storytelling that if we could get our, our claws into them, we would very easily make many people much happier week to week. Us. We're the people. <laughs> We're the people. We, the people, say this. <laughs> In order to form a more perfect union. <laughs> oh, that's okay. true. That's true and that's right. And I liked your stern teacher energy. Thank <laughs> really you. Sending him right to detention. Love yeah. it. Tony, you get in there. You'd be in, in there it. every day until you show me, you book me a feud where I can see how you used the, the elements we're talking about here. Getting an F on his English assignment right now. <laughs> he says, that's okay. I'm just scribbling in my wrestling notebook anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the wrestling is the assignment now, Tony. I think he takes it very seriously. I really don't like ever mean to be like, I think that Tony like does try, but yeah. I don't think, sometimes I think you need to take in, just like read a different kind of book, you know? Yeah, Just yeah. read totally. a book. Yeah. yeah, in Kenny's interview with Renee, he was talking about how um, he like started studying like animated cartoons for wrestling story structure because the, they're like 20 minutes long just like I his wrestling that. matches and so he really wanted to branch out so he's watching like all this animated Batman to be like you know he's not always fighting the Joker sometimes he's fighting yeah. otherwise it was like so cute I was like yeah they need to be ingesting other media for yes. sure yes well because you're just trying not to you know 
whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I love that story. Kenny, you're smart. When Tony, th- you could learn a thing when, or two from Kenny. When mm-hmm. I think about Kenny going backstage and being like, all right, everyone listen up. We're going to watch some Batman. <laughs> Honestly, we're I think, think about like maybe this isn't a Joker match, but maybe it's the Riddler. <laughs> like, let's bring that to the table. Tony's just confused. He's like, I don't know what you mean, the Riddler. <laughs> Batman usually fights Never the Joker. <laughs> uh, who do you guys think is winning Soraya versus Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho? I think Jamie's going to retain, but Ruby's going to turn on her. Oh, Ruby's on Jamie. Gotta, yeah. Ruby's got to pick a side, so. And I think she's going to yeah. pick Soraya's side. That's frustrating. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little annoyed with Ruby. I don't know that it's her fault, but I actually have not liked the way that they have played this in between that much. I would have liked to see some different stuff. So, but I, you know, I think you, I think that's a good guess. Anne, any different guess? Yeah. Or no? Not, I don't really have strong feeling. Like I do think she'll choose a side, and probably, yeah, the turn probably makes more sense than anything. Okay, and then finally, MJF and Danielson wrapped up the show of Dynamite this week, and they just did talk, talk segment. So Danielson came out to talk with Renee, and then MJF came out and he started to talk. And we only had five minutes left. The timing on this was insane. Was and really uh, then Brian said, "Shut up." You do too much talking. And then he talked some more and he got to say his, I'm going to kick your motherfucking head in line and the crowd seemed happy. And MJF did his, he does do good face acting when he's like, you're getting to me, but I'm mad about it. So he did a good job at that. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have anything to say about this? The pacing was crazy. Like I crazy. thought it was just going to be a like video package for a little bit. And then they like went to commercial and then it was in ring, which it was like good. But then there was so little time left. It was just like... Okay. I mean, I think Danielson did like a fine job. It wasn't yeah, I, the most exciting thing I've ever seen, but it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Okay. I think that they've they've done everything they can do with this. So okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Danielson did call out MJF for being like, "You've given like twenty different reasons you're mad at me, and that's stupid." And it's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I did like MJF messing with Adam Cole today, though. Did you guys yes, see that on Twitter? That was great. Oh, I, I missed it. Oh my god. So. Be Brit in that. Um, oh no, it, I did see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> but explain Brit, it anyway. Yeah. So Brit said, um, "I don't like when MJF like gives a bunch of different sob stories." MJF retweeted it and was like, "Better, better check your girl, baby, or something <laughs> like that." And Adam Cole said, <laughs> "Adam Cole was like, what did he? He said something like." Uh, I think it was Brit, wasn't it? No, it wasn't, they both no. did. Oh, they Brit, both did. I missed yeah, Adam Brit, Cole's Brit said something like, you check your own girlfriend. Oh, wait, you can't? But like Adam <laughs> Cole said something nasty. Oh, he said he was something... Like, yeah. It was something about like how he's going to come after MJF. And I was like, to be honest, like I wouldn't mind that feud. He said no. something like, I guess I would be wilding on Twitter too if Brian Danielson was about to kick my ass for That's 60 straight minutes oh, or something yeah, like yeah. that. But yeah, I think an MJF Adam Cole feud would be really fun. Absolutely. Yeah. They're both like total megalomaniacs, but coming yeah. at from a different angle. That's entertaining to watch. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, MJF needs to go up. He can't be, it's, he just doesn't do that well when he goes up against like more earnest characters mm-hmm. sometimes. You know what I mean? Like it's like mm-hmm. someone has to bite back at him. I don't know, whatever. We can't get into it again. Who's going to win the match? I, th- I don't think MJF's losing it yet. So. Yeah. I wish he would. 
I know. Brian Danison loves to like lose to somebody in a title challenge, though. It's like his favorite thing to do. I know he <laughs> like, does. Yeah, I'll put him over. And I find it really annoying when everyone online is like, give Danielson a belt. I can't believe he doesn't have a belt. Like, it's like he doesn't want a belt. Shut up. But <laughs> in this instance, yes, I wish they would give him a belt because yeah. I've seen a lot of credible match suggestions for Danielson where I'm like, yeah, that would be really fun. I would love to yeah. watch that. MJF, I don't know what they're going to do with him after this. Uh, it is like a little weird to have the world title holder like wrestle so rarely. Yeah. It's, yeah. I that doesn't know. bother me because it's like part of MJF's whole thing. Like it's part of his gimmick that he hates I'm like, like fine with it as, wrestling. I'm fine with it as his gimmick. I just think it's weird when he has the world title because then it's like you're seeing like the All Atlantic belt get defended like every week but the world title like never you know and they're just talking I don't know I guess like I don't have that developed a feeling about it I don't necessarily care that much but I don't know that I think it's been that effective to basically replace the time that you would be spending on matches with promos for MJF like because they I mean he just gets so much promo time because he doesn't have fight time and it works to an extent but it doesn't we, we are we're testing the limits of the form yeah. <laughs> okay, enough of that. We're playing our game. So <laughs> producer, <laughs> producer Marjorie is going to come on. She's going to give us, guys, we're testing our own limits here. She's going <laughs> to give us nine names. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. In the and, mental state that we're in, we're going to yeah. hear nine names. <laughs> You're gonna, we're going to be here for another hour. She's giving us nine names, and we are going to decide... Of those people, who they are in the fellowship of the ring, <laughs> the nine men of the fellowship—they're all men. But we can it's we can a have male dominant book. Yeah. It's a male dominant, but there's only I did, well I did there's go like through no ladies in there. Yeah, there's there's, there's like three. two. Oh, three. Oh, yeah, because there's Gladriel. Yeah, okay. Well, Gladriel, yeah, Aon, and Arwen. Right. I was actually thinking of like. Who does Sam marry at the end? Rosie, Rosie Cotton. Cotton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She has so there's four. In her hair. Yeah, your, she has a really developed your top of mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Galadriel's barely in the book. I feel like Galadriel's a really big character. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I'm not a nerd. Okay. <laughs> okay, Anne. That's a lie. That's a straight that's up like lie. Really hurtful. <laughs> Some of us loved reading those books when we were little babies. And okay, we can't get into it. Okay, so producer Marjorie, do you have the names for? She's going to put them in our chat so we can reference them. We're not going to be able to hold this many names no. in our heads. We can barely do three. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I did. We do. Anne and I did look at this, and we have some other suggestions that we will uh, will bring to the table as I well. I said that I was going to, and then I didn't. You didn't. So you were the one who like suggested it. <laughs> it was your suggestion, yeah. but you didn't. And then do I it. didn't do it. I didn't, didn't do, do it. it. I didn't Classic do it. Classic Leah. She didn't do it. <laughs> didn't do hey guys, it. she uh, didn't do it. Okay. Producer Marjorie, do you have the names? I do. All right, oh. ladies. So you got Max Caster. All right. Scorpio Sky. Hmm? Hook. Sure. Jake Hager. These guys are not getting into Mordor. What the, hell? the Blade. Oh my God. Excalibur. Excalibur. <laughs> Jungle Boy, Whoa. Chuck Taylor, wow. oh, and Hikaru Shida. We got oh, Justin. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for these nine. I'm not going to lie. We didn't wow. get a lot of duds in here, actually. This is a fantastic group. Like, yeah. Not that we don't always, but this is... No, this is rich. Let's get them all together and just like put them in a room and film it and see what happens. Only... 
good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Should we just start with like Frodo and then see what we're left with at the end or do we have to think I think through? we should start with Frodo and because it kind of is all going to flow from there. It's going right. to flow from there. <laughs> the hard thing about doing this when I did it in the pre-work is like you have people's like personalities who line up but then you want the relationships to line up too and that gets very tricky. Well, but. I came up with some interesting stuff based on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um, Same here. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Do you feel like okay. Jungle Boy needs to be Frodo? Well, it, it, that was my first thought too, but then I thought that empty-headed little dipshit, that's kind of a Legolas. A little. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> he true. Is Legolas. Yeah. Sorry, cool. Legolas. I'm sure you're beautiful and so stupid. Who's his yeah. Gimli? Excalibur. Gimli. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> Sheeta. She Gimli? No. <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> Okay. You can picture Sheeta being like, and my axe. And it's like instead of it's, it's her kendo stick. <laughs> let's set let's set Aragorn aside for a second. Oh and, god! Or, no, let's set Frodo aside and talk about Aragorn. Okay. Which of these men is a king in exile? <laughs> okay. Which of these men? It's clearly Chuck Taylor, I think. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, Chuck Taylor is mean, a that's a little Mary or a Pippin. <laughs> I think you know that. Okay, there's only one man on this list who's literally in exile right now, and it's Scorpio Sky. Oh my God, he's been exiled. Yeah. Well, let's put him there for now. And you already have, actually. Yeah. My only other thought for that was like Hook, because he's like quiet. You know, he's like sexy and he doesn't say very much, but he's too young really to be. And I don't know that much about like his 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 morals. No. (laughs) Scorpio Sky, I guess I only know him as a heel, really. So. I don't know that much about his morals either. <laughs> well, this is, I mean, this it's, ri- it's rich, but it's rough. It's, ri- it's, it's rich, tough. but it's rough. It's a tough who, little problem we got going on here. I just saw Gandalf on the list. And I was like, good God. Excalibur. Yeah, Excalibur is Gandalf. Fly, you Which, fools. That's Excalibur. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, we're making some, we're making some headway. Yeah. If you if you'd make Jungle Boy Frodo, who do you make Legolas? Jake Hager. <laughs> I mean, his head is empty for sure. <laughs> Can you picture Jake Hager? He's just a cheetah. What about oh, with you a friend? Should <laughs> you fight alongside a friend? He says, "I love this bow." <laughs> I love, I love this. this. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I'm I'm there. Okay, so Jungle yeah. Bo- Frodo is Jungle Boy, and um, and Jake Hager is like. <laughs> and I think do Max Caster and Chuck Taylor have to be Mary and Pippin? They got they gotta be. Right. Yeah, that really feels right. Which of them <laughs> is the? Ooh. Max Caster is the one who like knocks things down mind Which chest and it, stuff. Let's make was it Pippin who looked into yes. the globe thing? That's Dustin. Pippin does yeah. the stupid stuff. Yeah, I don't think that's Max Caster. <laughs> well, I thought I, I think it's I was, Max Caster. Yeah. Well, maybe I guess I was thinking that Pippin has more of an arc towards um, like he kind of deepens his understanding of himself actually through that experience. And to me, that's Chuck Taylor. <laughs> Not. But I think Mary has that vibe of like you idiot, like you like disturb the minds of Moria and whatever, which I do think is a Chuck Taylor vibe. I, you, I, you know what? I'll give it to you. I think they're both pretty stupid. <laughs> I'm not sure that I think that one is really that much smarter than the other, but I love them. 
and I'll and I'm going with the flow. Okay, we're nailing it. Who uh, who so do we, we have Gimli, left? We got Sam, and we got Boromir. Boromir for, could be the the blade, maybe. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that much about him, but he's kind of you know. He's blade, like yeah, he's upstanding. He's, big and well but he's not that be temp- you, only at he's the end of his little, life is he upstanding right. i think know? the blade would have a like spoiler bad alert man becomes good man <laughs> arc no i mean and the then the butcher's fair man turns <laughs> the butcher's fair beer and um are the you Lee, is, are you trying to break in to defend boromir i me? was a little bit and then i was like well <laughs> you've actually read the book and i've only watched the movie so maybe i won't well it's just that he's tortured about you know his role and he wants to save his people but he's briefly willing to do some bad things and he's, he's susceptible to the weak. ring but then yeah. he, he i agree that he pulls himself back but i just objected to you saying he was only decent at the end of his life i think he tried to be decent with that brief uh, uh, and men men are corrupted by the ring so true they are the so men. true bestie <laughs> <laughs> they can't help it <laughs> men are fallible <laughs> okay so let's 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 talk about what we have left. Gimli, yeah. Hook or Sheeta. <laughs> and the other one is going to be Sam. The so that's Sam. an interesting little position we put Gimli ourselves in. I think Gimli has to be Hook and Sam has yeah. to be Sheeta. Because Sheeta could be. carry Jungle Boy through. I don't think through. that's yeah. right because Jungle Boy is, is Frodo and he was friends with Hook for five minutes. Yeah, but... This is the thing where you're like running into relationship versus personality issues. And it's like, well, I mean, you both Hook, got good points. Hook and doesn't seem like he'd be that good at being like the, 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 the guy behind the guy. He's not going to give you a, a monologue about potatoes either. So No, he doesn't even eat potatoes, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he eats potato chips, though. Maybe he'd give us a oh, monologue Oh, God, about you're that. right. He does. <laughs> All right, I'm going to surrender, but I am oh telling my God. everybody that I am going to commission Mary to make me um, Gimli Sheeta because it is what <laughs> you want to see. Because <laughs> it's what you want. You're going to, oh, you want to see Gimli Sheeta? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it to you guys now, but later I'll be paying Mary to drop. Well, no, you took your way is what you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you wrote in the document. Yeah. It's like, I'll give it to you guys, she says, as she writes her way into the document. <laughs> Classic Leah. <laughs> And you almost got away with it. Too. I almost got away with it. And I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you kids. Look, I don't. Th- I think there are multiple ways you could cast this. Yeah. I think we've done a good job with a random selection. <laughs> and it was a really good selection. It was a I good selection. That selection. Yeah. Now, Anne, maybe you and I could just contribute some of the stuff that we came up with, and we could have kind of a roundtable discussion here. Oh, yeah. About some of our thoughts about if we had the whole roster to work with, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who yeah, we would cast. You, who'd you come up with, with for Frodo? Oh. <laughs> well, that was, I only have a comedy one for Frodo, which is, which is one where Kenny is Frodo and the Bucks are Sam. <laughs> But that was only for jokes, not because of their personalities. (laughs) Frodo was hard because it it has to be someone who's so, like, kind of unassuming. And that's not really Hangman. Actually, Hangman is a good Frodo. He's like a protagonist type. But because you're right, there's not a lot of like unassuming wrestlers. It's not really their profession. I thought that Hangman was a very natural Aragorn. I could really see that. Yeah. 
you know, uh, riding in exile. I put Brian Danielson for Aragorn. It's that like unassuming best brain in the world. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> you shut your mouth. I think Hangman and Aragorn is Aragorn is weird. Well, you right think part. it's weird? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm with Anne. Hey. Okay. Well, you know what? You can't win them all, but I think I'm right. <laughs> and mine was fun because then I made Arwen Kenny. <laughs> Wait, you so Frodo is Kenny and Arwen is They don't all go together. These are different <laughs> ideas. I was playing in the okay. space. Allie, tell us the truth. Did you make Kenny every member of <laughs> No, but I did make him one other person. My other very fun one is I made Saruman CM Punk, and then I made Kenny Gandalf. <laughs> Nice. Love it. Love it. Biting each but, other. I did think kind of that Sauron should be Vince McMahon and Saruman I did Triple H. So. Oh, okay. I did do Sauron as Vince McMahon, but nice. I couldn't really back it up with the story. Like, I was just like, that's, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's evil. Now, this one I think is really good. Okay. No one's going to disagree with me. Mm-hmm. The orc who says looks like meats back on the menu, boys, is Brian Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. You could cast like quite a few. Like when I was looking at the roster, I was like, random orc, random orc, random orc. Like these guys. And I I did say for that, for the guns too. Oh, now I do have another Frodo one here. I forgot hmm. I did this one. This was good. Now in this one, Gollum is Danhausen and mm-hmm. Frodo is Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I did think about like Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor for Frodo and Sam actually, but um, it's I didn't hard really to quite. I couldn't get, get there. there with. Uh, yeah. I didn't really see Chuck Taylor being like. That wasn't. I wanted it to be the case, but I couldn't quite make it work, and I couldn't it's, really make OC work either. But I liked the <laughs> the OC Danhausen duality. It's that is a good one. I do think Chuck Taylor. He would be the kind of Sam who would like follow you into Mordor, like complaining the whole time, yeah. but being helpful even even so. It's but true. being a real little bitch about it, and, For, but it is right. Like the part of the the part of the journey that's just Sam and Gollum like bitching at each other for like a while is Dustin and Danhausen being ripped yeah. shit at each other. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> okay, for Gandalf, I put either Sting or Chris Jericho. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> one's more serious. One's the comedy one. Hmm. Huh. It's hard for me to imagine Sting talking that much, I guess. is That's probably my only... That's probably why I can't really get there in my mind. Chris Jericho, that's a certain something. <laughs> He's a wizard, Allie. He's a wizard. You know what? They dropped that thread, but he's a wizard. Uh, I said Marion Pippen. I said Danny Garcia and Isaiah Cassidy. Oh, nice. that's a good one. I said John Silver and Alex Reynolds. So. Very good, too. Yeah, we a got a lot of pairs for that Marys one. and Pippins. I mean, oh, yeah, I Dustin and Greg would also work great yeah. there. I, I had I them as well. Yeah, wrestling is just actually full of Mary and Pippins. Like, <laughs> yeah, and no photos. Yeah. Not a lot of Aragorns <laughs> running around yet. <laughs> I think the men would be upset to hear that if you're just like not a lot of Aragorns. They'd be like, "That's so unfair," but it is true. <laughs> it's, true. it's actually right. I'm trying to see if I have anything else of interest. Oh, I had Kip Sabian, I think, would be a great worm tongue. But then I thought that made Miro Theoden, and that didn't really add up at all. (laughs) But the Kip Sabian part I was right about. That's that's a good one, for sure. For Legolas, I thought maybe Adam Cole. (laughs) Just too pretty. Oh, yeah, he's pretty. I mean, he's a little too smart, but... Not that he's smart, but, you know, Legolas is real dumb. Adam Cole could be a Boromir, too. 
Yeah, yeah actually, he'd be a good Boromir. Be a good Boromir. Oh, and if you oh did God, Adam Kyle, Cole is Boromir and hey, Boromir. <laughs> <laughs> you go first, Leah. What are you saying? <laughs> I was going to say, Kyle could be his Faramir. Yes, nice. Kyle could be his Faramir. But then also, then if you made Mary and Pippin, uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, that's perfect. He has a special little relationship with the little hobbits. And at the oh, end, yeah. he does die to protect them. Spoiler alert. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. That's really nice. Wow. Adam Cole, that's good for you. Make I kind of about- but... Yeah. They can make good decisions too. <laughs> Such a good point. Now let me hit you. Th- maybe maybe one last one. Unless you had you had another Anne you wanna, you wanna I, give I us one more. But yeah, for Gimli, this is a little galaxy brain. But Eddie Kingston a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Well, then I really wish we knew who Legolas was. I know. But maybe it's like, Mox. <laughs> maybe it's Mox. I like was kind of slotting Mox in. I was like, if Frodo's hangman, like Sam could be. Mox, maybe, but Mox doesn't work at all for Sam, but like relationship wise. Ruby Soho is Legolas. Oh, Ruby Soho and Eddie. I like kind of love that. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Okay. This is my last one. And I want us to really take this seriously. Okay. Now we're talking about Gladriel. (laughs) I have written here. Matt Hardy, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Christian Cage, question mark. (laughs) Kenny, question mark. I think Matt Hardy. Yeah, absolutely. I no, think Christian Cole it. for sure. Christian Cole. Christian, Christian Cage. Cole. Cage. Whatever. Christian Cage did not pass the test. He absolutely would seize the ring. <laughs> I agree. Matt, Matt Hardy. Hardy I agree. Matt the test. Hardy would. Matt not, Hardy has. No, he did. Matt Hardy took that phone out of the pumpkin. Canonically, <laughs> okay. he has Canonically, brought himself back from the edge. Yes. He yes. went over the edge first. No, though, he so. didn't. Yeah, he, he did. did. No, he was. Well, Galadriel kind of goes over the edge when she's going dark. Galadriel, instead of a dark lord, you will have a queen. Yeah. But then she, but then she calms down and she goes, "No, nope, I'm just old Matt Hardy. I know that I, <laughs> I know that I can't have a belt anymore. I, I will diminish and go back to BT." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. But I did like thinking about Kenny doing that scene. I, oh, I yeah. didn't think it was Can right be for him to be Galadriel, but it was so good to think about him saying instead of if a you dark lord. Think, <laughs> if you think about Kenny performing almost all of these roles, there's a lot of entertainment there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one man show. Kenny yeah. plays every part. We green screen it. Beautiful. Love it. He's in a little motion capture suit. That's what they're doing at MCU now, so. If you did a baby uh, one where like Yuda was uh, Frodo and then Daniel Garcia and (laughs) Isaiah were Mary and Pippin and then Lee Moriarty was Samwise, Kenny being Galadriel would be so good because him passing out the gifts to all the young babies. (laughs) I would like that. That's sweet. That's so nice. Do you think this game was good? Do you think it was accessible <laughs> to anybody else? I think it was fun. It's specific, but those movies I, were big hits, and they are still pl- they're playing in theaters right now. One of them. <laughs> so those movies were big hits. But you're right. How many times did you see the Lord of the Rings movies in theaters? Do you know? One. I never saw only, them in theaters. Only one. What? Yeah, I never saw them in theaters. I'm not a I nerd, as I said. As you <laughs> said, I guess I was a real nerd. I think I saw that first one like five times in theaters. Wow. <laughs> I've seen them a lot, but like I can't, I can't go to movies. I don't like going to theaters. I can't. They can't. You were a child. What do you? What? I just (laughs) don't go to theaters. 
Not even when you were younger? I mean, I don't go now. Now nothing holds my attention. But back then, I could <laughs> barely then, watch a movie. The internet had barely gotten off the ground. My attention span was I know. 10 times Geo, what it is Geo now. GeoCities had not done to me what Instagram and TikTok have now. I was capable of concentrating, focusing for minutes at a time, full hours. The only movies I... The only movies I've gone to in the past 20 years have been Fast and the Furious movies, I would say. The only ones. Not the yeah. only ones? Yeah, wow. I, won't, I don't go to movies. I don't like I went, it. Huh. <laughs> I went and saw It too in theaters. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And then you talked for two months about how, how terrible, how it was the worst movie in the world. It, constantly. it was. But it I know. Was. I, yeah. yeah. I don't disagree. It was just a funny entry point to being obsessed with it too for like six just a brief months. period of time when I needed I needed that I needed something to occupy me, and it was it too. And it is one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> it's a really bad film. Okay, girls, pop quiz. Yeah. Who's Pennywise? <gasps> mm. Mm. Wow, I'm gonna need some time. Where's our list of the roster? Who is scary enough? Nobody. Malachi Black. CM Punk. <laughs> he wishes. Back to yeah. CM Punk. <laughs> I know. It's just like CM Punk's all the worms, you know, burns all the way down. No. All the worms. CM all Punk, worms. all the worms. <laughs> Ooh, I'm doing great. <laughs> You're doing amazing. I thought this was really fun. I think that people will enjoy it. And if they turned it off, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to pay for the pay-per-view this weekend. We will watch it on Sunday, unfortunately. Horrible day for a pay-per-view. I hate it. Not good. And I um, go off the air until after midnight. I have to go to stoop. Oh, God. And then, I, yeah. You got I have to, to I've, no, just work in the morning, and I'm very tired now. So it's like, I don't need this two days from now. Tony, we have but our I'll complaints. Do it. But we'll do it. And uh, we'll be back next week to, to give you our, our thoughts. And... <laughs> I can't wait to have them. And I can't, I hope they're good. <laughs> any, any other thoughts, ladies? What if we like come back and we're like, wow, what a pay-per-view. I didn't see any of that coming. It could happen. It's not it impossible. I mean, honestly, I haven't been psyched for quite a few pay-per-views and they usually have um, really delivered to my surprise. So, so maybe this one will too. Anything is possible when you believe. <laughs> On that note, I've been Allie. I've been Ann. And I've been Leah. And this is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod, Tumblr, Tunnel Talk Pod, email Tunnel Talk Pod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, subscribe, and uh, come back next week when we're going to be so happy. <laughs> <laughs>